Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're going to talk about Season 1, Episode 9, Harvey Dent. And I did not care for this episode it because was, Harvey is a uh, dumb shit. Yeah. Harvey Dent. Yeah. Is a dumb shit. Yeah. And it was another one of those, oh, look, Harvey Dent, Harvey Dent, Two-Face, Two-Face, Two-Face. Who? Yeah. yeah. Who, who could, could he be? I don't, I don't, I think they were really subtle about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Yeah, Not it was. Uh, it was directed by uh, Karen Gaviola, and it was written by Ken Woodruff. Okay. So we have uh, we have a lady director. This is Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. Also known as Two Face. Yep. Original appearance: Detective Comics number sixty six from August nineteen forty two. Wow, he goes way far back. He goes back in the day. Okay. Back in the day. That's this is he predates the Batman comics. This is the Detective Comics. Oh, when they were still DC ba- Detective yeah. Comics. Mm-hmm. Back when it was just yeah, just DC. Wow. So yeah. Mm. So okay. this is this is back in the day. He's a, he's an original character. Okay. Um, he was never one of my favorite. DC villains. Um, I always preferred Joker and Penguin. Yeah. And uh, Riddler. I like Two Face in the animated series. I thought they did a good job. I with never really here. watched the animated series. But then again, as we all know, I'm a Marvel person. Right. And I much prefer Marvel anything. Yeah. Over DC. Just, I don't know. I do. <laughs> not that, I mean, it's not that I don't like DC, it's I prefer Marvel. Yeah. So, but yeah, Harvey Dent was never one of my favorite characters. But he's a very, very recognizable he is. character. He, and, but you've, uh, one thing you pointed out to me earlier was that, um, you know, he's a contemporary of Bruce, not of Jim's. Yeah. And so this was a yeah. very big choice for them to move him. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's from Bruce's era, not, not Gordon's. So yeah. they, they really uh, uh, aged him up a lot. This. I think they were just grasping. They wanted uh, him they in were, the universe. Yeah, they're really, they're really much, much closer in age. Um, but they really brought him forward. He's played by uh, Nicholas D'Agosto. Okay. Uh, he was also in, because I always look for any other, any uh, connections to the Batman world. He didn't have any. But he did play a cop in Supernatural. Okay. He was in season one, episode ten. Dang. The name of that episode was Asylum. <laughs> Uh, but he did play a uh, cop. But we see the opening of Arkham. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah, we which do. I know you're really excited about. Yes. I love Arkham. 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 So, uh, but that's, this is supposed to be Two-Face's introduction, or excuse me, this is Harvey Dent's introduction. <laughs> not Two, we haven't seen Two-Face. We only see one face of the Two-Face. I don't know. They we do saw, kind of yeah. In face. I liked it from a story progression. Um, yeah, that's me. But like a lot, Bruce's character, there was some development for him. But logic went out the window in this episode. But the, it broke my neck back and forth and yeah. back and forth. Uh, it was a lot easier to follow than some of the previous episodes because we know these characters. Yeah. Uh, and better yet, there was almost no barb. <laughs> Yay! In this episode, so anything with no barb, I'm excited about. Uh, but a lot of the story was really necessary to the show. But I don't know. I was not. Yeah. thrilled it was a filler yeah that's, that's it, it, it was call it what it is it was a filler episode a filler. yeah oh yeah so so we start out and jim comes home to barb's empty apartment yay and i was really like yay no barb um but he's bringing selena along because she claims to have seen right the wayne the, the face of the wayne killer his, yeah 
And uh, I'm glad one of us can put together a sentence. He he refers to Barbara as his girlfriend again. And this yeah, this is the, their relationship is so. This is the weird. They're engaged, but they constantly refer to each other as boyfriend and, and girlfriend. Jim still apparently has no home, but he doesn't live here. Right. It's very weird. He's homeless. Yeah. And uh, he he reads Barb's uh, Dear Jim letter that we saw um, her writing in the, at the end of the last episode. Now, is it really strange at all that I wonder whether or not this is Aaron Richard who plays Barb? If that's her handwriting or if it's just a prop person. Just some random, hey, can you write this out for me? That's how your specific brain works. Uh, it's okay. I want, I want to know. It's okay. Uh, and it's just, and it really, really pisses me off that after all of that, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I want to know what's going on. I want, let me carry half your, le-. then yeah. she gets part of it and she takes off. Well, and it pisses me off too because she said she's going away for quote unquote a while. And none of that sounds like I am breaking up with you or I am leaving you. Right. It makes it sound like I'm leaving for a little bit to get my shit together. And what we see later in the episode, it it doesn't jive for me, and it makes right. Barb even more of a trash can. Well, and what the biggest problem I have with the, their relationship is we have no reason for Jim to love her. Yeah, none. Why is he with her? Yeah. Well, and uh, coincidentally, why is she with him? She's a bad boy. Uh, she He's a bad boy? Not really. Because, like, she's That's, just freaked yeah. out about his job. Yeah. She bitches but a lot. But she's upper class. Yeah. I mean, look at her apartment. She works in an art gallery. That she never he's, works at. He's lower class. Yeah. Or at least, at the worst, middle class. Yeah, even though his dad was at an ADA. Or, yes. what, no, not even an ADA. His dad was a D, was was the a dish, DA. Was the DA, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that's still... You know, blue collar work. Yeah, that's she's, true. You know, she's high society. Yeah, so I, so I just, he's you know the other side of the tracks. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with her being. Although gone apparently she's a, a former drug addict too. So yeah, that's true. She has a history. Yeah, I just still do not understand why they're together. There's no. I can't, I almost wish that we would have seen them meet and fall in love. Yeah, because there's there's no, there's nothing to love about her. No, there's no development for me to care that they're together or not. I'm, and I mostly just want them not together because she tries to get Jim killed repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so, anyway. Um, so, Jim has brought Selena to the apartment. And she, did you notice, of course you noticed because they hit you over the head with it, that they, she went straight for the milk. She's And she's hung, She's always hungry. Yeah, yeah. She's like yes, a little, of course she goes for the milk. little garbage disposal. Yeah. Um, but what he's done is he's going to call a sketch artist over to get her description of the Wayne she killer. She freaks out. Yeah, and um, but then he tells her she's going to go stay at Wayne Manor. And all I can think of is like it's a teen hero villain sleepover. Yeah. Is all I can yeah. think. And that's that all I pretty much turns, care about. Never turns out well. No. <laughs> so, uh, so we move on to uh, there's this prisoner transport. They're at Blackgate penitentiary yes which in canon is where the non-crazy mobster henchman characters go to when jail. you're just a regular criminal yeah, not, a, not a, a crazy ass criminal yeah um now actually some of the 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 bigger villain joker spent some time there penguin spent some time there uh in and out but yeah it's it's the actual prison whereas uh, arkham is the asylum right that's the really crazy, If you've got an crazy. insanity plea, you end up in Arkham. I guess. Or if you're just playing out, you don't even need a plea. Yeah, you, you just, know, you're crazy. Scarecrow, a little, little creepy crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, but Blackgate is, is canonically the, the penitentiary okay. of Gotham, so that's cool. Um, And they say that this guy is a genius bomb maker. He is Leslie 
Uh, no, it's Ian Hargrove. Is yeah, the that's character. the character. He's played by Leslie Odom Jr. Who I like. Who uh, was also in Supernatural. Oh, yeah, he was. He was in um, Season 8, Time for a Wedding. He played the Crossroads Demon. Yes, he was the bad guy. sold Becky uh, the love potion uh, for Sam Winchester. <laughs> uh, but he was also in uh, Red Tails. Uh-huh, and he was with, in Smash is what I know him from. Right, and uh, from, he was the Red Tails is the Tuskegee pilot movie, which I still haven't seen, and my grandfather would not be happy about that. But uh, Ian Hargrove is not a canonical character. Okay. He's just a guy. I liked him. I thought he did a I good job was, with I him. I thought uh, uh, Leslie, or Les. Yeah. His friends call him Les. Les. Apparently. I'm his, I'm his friend now. Um, <laughs> Surprise. I'm totally making that up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did really well with his character. I do too. I think we got a lot out of him for not being a canon character and for not seeing a I whole lot we'll, of him. I'm kind of hoping we'll see him again. I do too. Uh, his, 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 his physical acting mm-hmm. as much as his... Yeah, because he didn't have a ton of lines. No, mm-mm. but like this twitchy with his eyes and the way he moved his head. Yeah. It was all really spoke volumes of his character more than his lines did. Yeah. So I thought it was great. Um, And so we see he's already got something sneaky that he puts into his hands. Like from it, he transfers it from his mouth, right? Yeah, he, kept, he drops it when nobody's looking, mm-hmm. which is just weird. He drops, it looks like a book of matches. Like, how did this prisoner get a hold of a book of matches to begin with? Yeah. But they have cigarettes in there, so I guess they wouldn't let him have a lighter. Prison in Gotham just doesn't seem very, uh, anywhere. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so we don't get much of him. And then we move on to, uh, Jim is showing the sketch that they came up with to Bruce at Wayne Manor. And, um... He didn't really look like much of anybody to me. He looked like he maybe could have kind of sort of been Butch Gilzine. He did. He looked very generic, though. Yeah. Like, he very, could have been Average any... weight, average, just about everything. Um, but there's no drawings of his shoes. Yeah, So we exactly. don't know if his shoes are shiny or not. Yeah. Uh, this is where we have to interject the Darth Vader shiny shoe theory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I was at work. This is terribly important. I, yes, it was terrible. Terribly important. I was I was at work, and uh, for some strange reason, there's about this there's this three foot Darth Vader <laughs> that lives at the office where I work, and I suppose just some random office I just wandered into. Right. Um. But Darth Vader tends to move. I'm not sure who's moving him around, but he was standing on top of his filing cabinets, and I walked by and noticed that his shoes were very shiny. Mm-hmm. And I came to the realization that Darth Vader probably the one who killed. Mr. and Mrs. Wayne, because of the shiny shoes. Which blows a lid right off the case. Absolutely. And, and you know, Darth Vader also has a cape. Yes, and I figured that's where Bruce got it from. Uh-huh. So, their case solved. Yep. Darth Vader did it. We can move on. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Jim, Jim wants, to get back to the story, Jim wants um, Kat to stay at Wayne Manor. Yeah, and Alfred is not on board with this plan. Bruce is like, yes, we are. <laughs> Yeah, Bruce overrules him, and um, he he makes. I mean, it's really logical. He says because she can help solve the murders, and we also know that. Well, like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, that's Jim makes that's a good his case. that's his one drive right now. Right, um, but Mom Alfred suspicious of everybody. He doesn't want yeah. he's, she witnessed her murder. He doesn't want anybody in that house. And um, Jim tells Alfred that he's meeting with an assistant DA. That Montoya and Allen trust to talk about the case. Oh yay! And I think that he should already be worried because they are horrible. I was. They are horrible judges of people. 
There's just judge. They're just terrible people. Jim Gordon's the dirtiest cop of all the dirty. Co- oh wait, he's the because some he's, he's strange not a dirty man cop, who crawled. Yeah, some strange man crawled in our back seat and told us, so we must believe it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was uh, you gotta wonder though? Like, did uh, one of uh, Falcone's thugs come into the car and be like, "Hey, you can trust this DA." Probably. <laughs> and they're probably like, okay. Probably. probably. So uh, Bruce then meets Selena. And this is the first time they meet. And he's in love. He is smitten by the kitten. Oh, like immediately. Um, And I, I figured uh, that we actually get to see a different room in the manor. That is crazy. Instead of his like study. I was really worried that this place only had one room. <laughs> It's very fancy. Bruce is not as rich as everybody thinks he is. He's so fancy. His one room is really nice, but that's That was a very nice room. Yeah. But he does have other rooms, so. All right. All and right, she right. reiterates once again that people call her cat. So it, just in case now, she you haven't realized. Herself, yeah. She introduces mm-hmm. as uh, Selena Kyle. Yeah. She doesn't say I'm cat. Yeah. So I don't know what that means, but at Whatever. least she didn't just come out and say, hi, I'm cat. Yeah, because that so. confused poor Bruce, who's very literal. He's a poor kid. <laughs> That's how he deals with the world, though, so. So, we go back to the prisoner transport, and it goes really badly. But before he's, like, broken out, he makes this, like, origami thing. I want to know if he made a fucking origami flower in one hand. That's, because that's some serious dexterity for one thing. Well, they had they had him in like these double mitt things. So. I thought it was like single mitts. Oh, were they single? Oh, mitts yeah, that there were, were two, and he's like, yeah, like he's he's fiddling around, and you see it. And my first thought is, is he masturbating? Because <laughs> that was just weird. Because of course that's what you think about. Of course, because that's you know I worry about these things. <laughs> uh, and you're like this is a little yeah, weird was, for it was frogs. One hand, because he just when he uncuffed him. Oh yeah, he, just, he pulls it out of his yeah. single hand, and he's looking at it, and it's it's so cool that he's got the 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 matches sticking up like flower yeah. blooms. I was still in one hand. Yeah. Seriously, he's a dexterous guy, man. Yeah. Um, and so then the truck is stopped by uh this armed group of men mm-hmm. in a van, and they take Hardgrove. Now, why aren't the cops in that armed vehicle transporting this? Because they, they think prison vests. guards are enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, they're not in vests. No, they're not. No. And you think that they're rescuing him, but it turns out they're kidnapping him. Yeah. But he grabs that little origami thing. He does. Like, it's important. So, you're watching for it the rest of the episode. Because I think everybody's expecting you see him sneak something in, and you're like, oh, he's going to blow the truck up. Well, they talk about him like he's, um, he blew up, he, he blows things up. Yeah. He likes to blow things up. And then when they're doing the transfer, one of the other cops is like, oh, isn't he the one that blew up the commissary? Yeah. The other week or something. So, yeah. Um, And so we move on and we meet Harvey Dent on those damn steps that everybody meets everybody on. Um, And he, he does the heads or tails thing with his coin with this kid in trouble. And, um... It's like, okay, we're going to hit you over the over the head. By the way, this is Two-Face because he's got the coin yeah. that Two-Face likes to flip because he's Two-Face. Yeah. And uh, when Jim meets him, Two-Face. he makes a comment about the coin. And Harvey makes the comment, whatever works. And I'm like, wow, that's not a great attitude to have for your lawyer. No, it's really not. Um, we do see that this particular coin, it's clean on both sides when he shows both, both yes. head sides. Where Two Faces coin is scorched, yeah, or, or scarred, scratched, or whatever, beat yeah. up on the other side. So, yeah. Um, and so Jim uh, lays out the barely their case that he has on the Wayne murders, which is really a whole lot of nothing. 
Um, it's it's basically shiny shoes and Selena saw the guy. Pretty much in this generic sketch. Yeah, and uh, Dent tells them about this guy Lovecraft. Now Dent looks at the sketch and he's like, "Yeah, okay, that's great." And he is so transfixed on this Lovecraft guy. Yeah, it's like he had he had a you know a justice boner for him before they even got there. And he explains that he's really, really corrupt and that he had a feud with Thomas Wayne. And this is where the logic leaps start making no sense in it this episode. It no sense to me whatsoever. He's like, yep, he killed, he, he's behind it. And he said he would bet his career that Lovecraft is involved. This entire dialogue, monologue, yeah. speech thing, he sounds like he's trying to get reelected. Yeah. He sounds like a politician trying to get reelected, and it's so annoying. Um, Dick Lovecraft, who is not a character in and of himself in the canon, and this is kind of stretching it, but it could be a reference to Dick Grayson. Yeah. Because um, reasons. And uh, But then, of course, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is... Uh, it, that's the obvious reference yeah. here, is, is Lovecraft, where... Uh, the name Arkham came from Lovecraft's work. Right. It's, you tell me that. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, whereas, you know, we're all familiar with Stephen King's world of Maine and mm-hmm. he has his specific made up towns that he, that, uh, he references also uh, often Castle Rock and Derry. Arkham is a city in Lovecraft's world, fictional world that okay. he writes. Um, and the person who created Arkham Asylum was a big fan of Lovecraft and he used the name. Oh, that's so that's cool. an obvious reference to Lovecraft. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it really just hit me that, like, there is no evidence, none, negative none. evidence that this guy is involved. And Harvey Dent's already betting his damn career on it. Jim should have walked his ass out right then He's and there. He's a betting man. Yep. And, he will bet anything on anything, and that's anywhere, dangerous. Any day. And this, uh, oh my gosh, there's the scene, and he's got Lovecraft projected up on the wall, and Harvey's standing there. Uh, off to the side and you can see half of his face is brightly lit by the projector and then the other half is so in shadows that you can almost cannot see it yeah in case you did not know this was two-face yeah and it's like his face is the only thing in the frame yeah so here they go again like they're beating us over the head this is two-face i'm okay whatever you got it (laughs) with the coin and the name yeah like the name was the clue yeah God. <laughs> so he has this grand plan that he's going to leak the existence of a witness. It's not that grand. It's not. It's a horrible okay. plan. Um, and that the witness has like some kind of ability to connect Lovecraft to the crime. And he says Selena will be, quote unquote, perfectly safe. Because we won't use her name. We won't file any papers. Right. right. He's just going to get the word out. And then... It'll on, shake things up. And then, which... To seal his fate even further with me, because I'm not I'm not a big fan. Montoya vouches for him, and he calls she calls him one of us. Well, then you're screwed. And I'm like, oh, you should run the fuck away. Just walk out the door. Don't look back. Just keep going. And we see another person that means well, but is ultimately an idiot. I don't even know that he means well. I think he's just trying to solve his case. He's he's a care about the Wayne murders. You can see how ambitious he is. Like I said, he sounds like he's running for re-election. He's Padding his resume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Jim reluctantly Which, agrees. Yeah, but that's really almost a total opposite of the Harvey Dent 
um, that I'm familiar with. He, Harvey Dent really was, uh, as I remember He really him, was a good guy. He was a really good, he was, he was a white knight. He was trying, I mean, he had his anger issues. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's the, that's where Two-Face comes in when he gets the acid later, when he becomes Two-Face. Right. Um, because, yeah, he does have the, the psychotic tendencies in there, but he was always, at heart, he was always a good guy. Yeah. So this is a huge, strange, not maybe not so huge, but it's, and he does have that moment. It's later that's on. That's later. Yeah. I know, I know exactly yeah, what you're I'm, talking about. Yeah, that's one scene in my head, apparently, yeah. so mm, never mind. Um, so Jim reluctantly agrees, and he confirms, like, again, that Selena's name will not be used. Or mine. Yeah, or his. Not, his, not, not, not yours. Nobody would use your name. I hope not. So we go back to GCPD and Harvey Bullock. Yes. Who I'm going to try to refer yeah, to. Yeah, let's try to refer to him as Bullock for the rest of this episode. To, it's really yeah, confusing. to not confuse things. Um, Bullock has a case for them and he's wearing his glasses. He's wearing his glasses, but he missed Jim. He did. And he starts out with, and he does this all the time. He's like, where have you been? Never mind. I don't want to know. But then five minutes later, he's asking again. But he does want to know. Yeah. Um, and they're going to work the Black Gate escape. And Har- uh, or Bullock already thinks that it's really odd that he was busted out because he always worked alone. Hargrove. Right. And uh, they're going to go. known associates. Yeah. Right. They're going to go talk to Hargrove's brother, who, is, who has been his only visitor since he's been incarcerated. Um, and this is where he asks again... And all Jim will admit to is that there's trouble with Barbara. Oh, he said girl trouble. Yeah, girl trouble. He didn't trouble. say Barbara specifically. Yeah. He said girl trouble. Girl so trouble. he could be talking about Selena. That's true. Because he, he didn't say which girl <laughs> is the trouble. But uh, I, because I am obsessed with the location of their desks. Yes, you uh, are. Their computers are now missing. There are no mon- or at least there's no monitors on their desks. I don't know. Do they just tuck them away in a drawer when they're not using Maybe them? Maybe the office people are just constantly pissed at Jim, and so they know. just keep stealing stuff so and they moving take their bullocks, desks. They took bullocks. They must. Yeah. Damn it. Where's our desks this week? Uh, yeah. So. Because you know Jim doesn't make friends very well. I guess no, he really doesn't. He pisses everybody off all the time. Yes, he does. Even the people who are supposed to be his friends. Yeah. So yeah, the 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 monitors are are now missing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So, uh, so we move on to uh, Wayne Manor, and Alfred is teaching Bruce to box, and, in, in, and in Selena watches, in, in, in a suit, of and course, dress of course, shoes. of course, and uh, Selena why? watches, and she does not understand why he'd want to learn that, because she makes the comment, in Gotham, people don't fight with gloves on, and he yeah. seems kind of deflated a after bit. the comment, like, and Alfred is back there watching this whole thing, yep, and, um, <laughs> she she mentions that he's hungry and Alfred's like, uh, I served breakfast at eight and you weren't awake, so you don't get any food. And Bruce is like offering for Alfred to fix something and Alfred's like, No, he won't. This is not a hotel, is it? This is not how it works, Master no, Bruce. No. And uh <laughs> but what's really interesting about this this scene is we see Alfred's going to teach Bruce about fighting and mm-hmm. discipline, but Selena's going to teach him about the real world. Yeah. Which I think is a great contrast between uh, these, these friendships yeah. that Bruce has with these two. Is She's just always hungry. Yeah. I don't know if that's part of the cat persona because my cats will ca- cry and scream at me for more food, even though there's food in their bowl. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know, maybe if that's just my cats or if that's or what. <laughs> but um, but I love Carmen and David together. Yeah, Cameron. These two, Cameron. We've been saying it wrong. Cameron, excuse me. Uh, Cameron and David together. I love these two actors together. They're, I do they're too. brilliant. And when she leaves, Alfred, he basically is like, yeah, I know you like her. 
I didn't know you fancied her, sir. And he's like, stop, so Alfred. Cute. They're just really cute together. They are so adorable together. And the, the, the punches. Yes. Oh, that hurt. Well, it was supposed to, wasn't it? His <laughs> accent in this scene is off the rails. It's great. It's adorable. Uh, and so then we, we, we get a visit. We, we go see Penguin. and he, Who gets to visit. Who gets to visit. Okay. And he's breaking into an apartment. Strangely enough, it's apartment number nine. Yeah. This is episode number nine. Oh, yeah, I see what you did there, Gotham. I don't know if that well, was Well, I didn't, but Johnny did. Yeah. Uh, and we find out it's Liza's apartment. How did he get in there? Did he bribe the landlord? Did he pick the lock? Who the hell knows? It's Penguin. He probably wah, wah, hit his way in. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did you notice that even her apartment looks like her cover? Yes, it does. I'm sure it's a it's a cover yeah. location. Yeah, and um, so he snoops around and he sniffs things. I mean, like I would bet that Liza was sleeping on somebody's couch or something. Yeah. Before. Yeah, and or um, she had a place. Yeah, who who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, so he's sniffing things and he takes Nobody. a scarf, and he almost gets caught, but um, by Liza coming back in and she notices that something is wrong immediately. She does. She notices that the scarf is missing from her bed. Yeah. Um, cause I would notice something like I that. I would not have. I totally wouldn't. But you look at her place is immaculate. That's true. I mean, she's, she, she keeps house for, for Falcone. Uh, so it would make sense that her place is immaculate. She apparently doesn't spend a whole lot of time there. That's the impression I got from it too. But I mean, her bed is perfectly like military. Yeah. Made. Um, I would have noticed a scarf. I would not have. I would have, but, but we're different. So, uh, and that's okay. So we're back at the GCPD, and Jim and Harvey go talk to Ian Hargrove's brother, John Hargrove, he, and he uh, he says he doesn't know anything. No, uh, yeah. But we get a lot of information about Ian in this. We do. We we get a lot of information in a very short period of time. He, uh, which I he, thought was well. Yeah, I thought it was well done, especially for somebody that's not canon. Um, he says that the janitors that died um, in his last uh, bombing, they it was an accident. Yeah, he didn't mean to hurt anybody. Um, and his he said that his brother targeted munitions factories, um, and it was like out of kind of some sense of good, almost like he was a vigilante. He was he was vigilante, but he also has he's also caught up with bombs and stuff. Right, but when he finds out that he accidentally killed the janitors, he immediately handed himself over and he pled guilty. Right. Um, so there's a sense of morality there with, with Ian Hargrove. Oh, Hargrave. sure, sure. Yeah, he didn't want to kill... I think he was trying to blow up these munitions locations because he didn't want them to hurt people. Yeah. But then when he found out he actually hurt people, he... He turned himself in. He turned in. himself in, as, as you should do. Um, the John Hargrove was played by Luke Forbes. Mm-hmm. I uh, liked him, too. I thought he was great, but he's new... To the world of acting, okay. He's only uh, his his filmography only goes back to 2011. The only thing I saw that was recognizable to me, he was in one episode of Forever. Okay, I don't remember is, him in that. But I okay. don't either. And he that, was probably like a I don't passing. Even, yeah. Um. So John just thinks his brother needs help, and he's not wrong about that. Uh. And Bullock doesn't yell even once. No, he doesn't. This entire scene. And I, I think he's getting a little soft. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting to be a soft. He doesn't try to hit anybody. No. Um, but, but throughout the conversation, we also get flashes of Ian making a bomb. We do. And it's then handed off to some kind of Russian delivery guy who makes a gift basket out of it. But before he makes, before he hands it over, he peels that label off yes. the side of the, the, why would you, have, I don't even understand why that label was there on the side of the desk, but whatever. Yeah. He peels it off and sticks it in there. So he's aware of what's going on. He has a yeah. level of awareness of the yeah. world. And he's trying to send a message out. Right. 
Um, and uh, this basket is delivered to a guard booth. It's a nice basket. It is. And they all go like apeshit for it. Well, that's the happens where I work too. Oh, I know. You bring free food and everybody's oh, yeah, like, what? Where did this and where did this come from? Who cares? Yeah. And so then they all go boom shortly thereafter. Yep. My note says Gotham Munitions Factory goes boom. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. That's about it. That's about it. Um, and so we go back to Bruce and Selena and they're talking. Cat got up in time for breakfast. She did. She's hungry, man. And so she's really standoffish for somebody who's basically been stalking Bruce. Well, it can get awkward when you're stalking somebody and then they're in your face. True so. that. Um, I know nothing. No, not that. Not that. No. Um, but so he gives her My the. My restraining order's been lifted. <laughs> he gives her the third degree and. Um, they do address the education question. They do. We find out that Bruce is now designing his own curriculum. I guess he dropped out of school again. After the whole Tommy Elliot thing. Been homeschooled. That would have been I cool. know, right? Uh, his, uh, I imagine his curriculum is like uh, being the night, vengeance, darkness, ninja stuff. Yes. And Detective gadgets. 101. Detective 101. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Criminology. <laughs> Criminology. Those sorts of things. You know, normal stuff for normal an 11-year-old. Normal kid stuff. Yeah for, yeah, for a child. Um, and he asks about her parents, and you can tell that it's a sore spot with her. Ooh, obviously. And she's like, I'm not an orphan like you, and storms out. Well, she's obviously lying, and both Alfred and Bruce know. Yeah. There's there's no way to not know. Yeah. Clearly. She's, she's clearly lying. And also clearly hurting. And, oh my gosh, we're just jumped through scenes. Yeah. Through scenes, like, hoops. It's killing me. Yeah, because we're back... Um, and we find out that the uh, the guards were bombed, along with any convenient security footage, which is really crappy design for your system because your I footage should be backed up off-site. But whatever. Um, and the thieves got this explosive HMX. It's a real thing. It's, really? Yeah, it's an okay. actual thing. It's big bombs. It's more powerful than C4. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> while Jim's trying to investigate, Alfred calls him. Mom called. And he's complaining about Selena. He is not happy about Kat being He's there. like, this is not working out. No. Um, and Jim's like, yeah, I'm trying to work. Well, she's a bad influence. Yeah. Daddy's trying to work over here. I know, right? Uh, Can you not just she, keep the kids for like one day without calling me? She's a terrible influence on, on Bruce. And on he Wayne. knows that. Yeah. And we move again. We go to Fish's Club. And again. And Butch is preparing something. Um, don't know what he holds up like two it's things. It's a real quick. They're phones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but they're which I didn't notice until like the third time I saw it. Yeah, like, I just oh. thought they were like electronic somethings. Yeah. Um, and Oswald walks in, and he is as smug as a vaguely penguin-like man can be. <laughs> That's what I wrote in my notes. And um, he smells her. He doesn't smell her. He's he sniffs her. Like, yeah, it's like oh my god, that's creepy. Well, you know, it's penguin. He's, he's lots yes. of creepy. He's smugness and creepiness. Uh, and <laughs> he mentions that it's lilacs, which... Lilacs. Just like Liza's. Which is, yeah. And it's really bad if Butch thinks you're creepy. Yeah, because Butch is pretty creepy. In yeah. Well, he Butch plays can have some creep. creepy when yeah. he wants to. Yeah. So, um, we go back to Harvey and Jim. Scene switch. And they're doing police work. And Harvey... Harvey's worried. Harvey asks Jim what's wrong again. Yep. Tries to give him some advice. Yep. Because Jim, Jim spills about Barb and Harvey says that she'll be back. I think Jim was telling him just to give him something. Yeah. Because he probably knows he's going to keep asking. Oh, sure. Because, you know. 
Bullet, yeah. bullet, bullet cares. And uh, then Ed sneaks up, and he is precious about his video games. Video games are, you know, important. I'm like, right away, I'm like, yep, you're my guy, Enigma. And uh, he's looked at the shrapnel, and he found the nameplate that Ian put in the bomb. And it's from this old metal factory. And Harvey actually tells him he did good work. He does. I was very proud of Harvey for, for telling him that. Um, Because bless him heart, Nygma for all his craziness. They do kind of treat him rough. Yeah. Well, Bullock does. Yeah. Well, Jim, and Jim's usually the one that's like quietly answering the riddle. Mm-hmm. He's not making a big show of it, but he's like, you know, it's Yeah, this. he does. Bullock just never wants to play with, with no. Ed. But yeah, so that was nice. I, I enjoyed that. Um, And so we go back to Ian. <sighs> and he's putting together another bomb. And uh, Jim and Harvey come in. Because they found him at this at this abandoned factory, which is the, from the label, right? Yeah. And Ian wants help. He tells him, which oh, at yeah, the, he immediately puts his hands up. And, yeah, and at this point, I'm like, maybe we can save your story for when we have you in custody safely, because they waste a lot of time immediately. Yeah, and he says the Russians broke him out, and they are forcing him to work, or they'll kill his brother. Right, and uh, he says that they are working against Falcone, and um. Only because of him, he saves them from getting shot in the back because the yeah, Russians right come in. Yeah, behind him, yeah. And there's lots of gunfight and lots of metal and bing, bing, yeah. bing. So we have a shootout, and in the end, the Russians end up getting Hargrove back, and they speed away. But they did learn something, so... Yes, that's true. At least the scene wasn't entirely a loss. Yeah, it wasn't a complete waste. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, we go back to Wayne Manor, <sighs> and Selena is trying to sneak out, and Bruce, Bruce catches her because he is very stealthy. They have mentioned this both, several times. Well, they actually... <clears throat> they actually say it. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, so he's one little sneaky bastard. Well, he offers to call her. If you want to go somewhere, we can call you a taxi. Yeah. He's so he's such a polite little he guy. He is. He has very good manners. He, Mama he would does. be proud. Exactly. And they talk about uh, Mama. They talk about Martha Wayne. Mm-hmm. And um, Bruce feels that he should have done something. And I was really happy that Selena was like, what were you supposed to do? That's a really gun stupid. A gun. a gun is a gun. Yeah. You know, and he's this unarmed kid. Um, and this is when she spins this big lie about her mother. Oh, my God. That she's an, she's a famous, like, musician she's performer, but she's really a secret singer, spy. Singer, dancer, magician. She just goes on but and on But it's a cover on. for her being a spy. And when she's done with this mission, she's going to come and get me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just, oh, I feel so bad for her. Um, but and, it's distracting. Yeah, that's true. And then suddenly she starts talking about kissing. Distracting. Yeah. Just completely redirecting him. Yep. And uh, But Alfred interrupts them. But studies. Alfred heard the word kissing and he was like, anyway. He was right around the corner. Yeah. He was, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, Selena, can I make you a sandwich? Because that probably would work to distract her food. No. Or just dangle some string. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Selena. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, should be all over that. Um, so we move on, and the mayor is and the super moving. pissed. And the moving. And uh, Jim, Jim makes it worse. He does not know how to talk to people of authority. No. He is really bad at it. He's bad at talking to people. Yeah, that's true. And so um, we find out that uh, if it wasn't explicit before, they kind of really explain it here, that um, Ian Hargrove was being transported to psychiatric treatment because it's not available in Blackgate. Right, because it's just a plain old jail. Right, and he makes the point of saying that if you have all these people that are mentally ill, they have to be transported to receive treatment, 
and it's a huge liability. And bad. Right, and we see what happened. Um, and uh, the mayor wants Hargrove found that day. Right, and brother and family are in, cu- in protective custody. Yes, they custody. put them in cu- protective Essen custody. Essen did something right. Oh, I my know. God. I know. Yeah. Um, the, and this scene, we're just jumping from yeah. scene to scene to scene. And now we go somewhere that I'm just really tired of already. Uh, Harvey Dent makes me tired. And uh, he's brought Lovecraft to his office. Yes, with his, point. like, yeah. army of lawyers. Okay, so this is Dick Lovecraft. He's played by Al Spazina. Um, this man has been in, in everything. Okay. He's been in everything from Warehouse 13. He was in Sopranos. He was in 24. He was in Judge Dredd. He was in Pretty Woman. Wow. Uh, and most recently, he's been in Person of Interest. But he has about 22 projects that he's attached to that are currently in production. Damn. He is in everything. And Judge Dredd. Yeah. The uh, the character that removed Judge Dredd's helmet. Yeah. That was him. Oh, okay. Yeah, way back in the day. And now he's uh, Dick Lovecraft. And now he's Dick Lovecraft. And, um, so... That is the most interesting thing about this scene. Yeah, that's pretty there much it. Was. it. Yeah. So Dent is... He's gonna charge him. And he lie, lie, lying lie, her, liar who lies about his big witness. And Lovecraft doesn't look phased. Nope. And... I wrote in my notes, God, this is such a shitty plan because it's horrible. <laughs> and Dent has a little come apart. Yeah, this is what I started, was was t- trying to talk about a minute ago. Yeah, he has that real, but the the actor, whose name I've already forgotten. Nicholas something. Right. Uh, he does that real quick anger and then pulls it back in. Yeah. Which is not easy to do. No, I mean, and I think he did a great job with, with that because um, he he practically comes across the desk. And then he, like you said, he pulls it right back in really quickly. Yeah, so, the, the camera yeah. work. Because he's real tight on his face. So if you haven't realized, Harvey Dent has rage issues. And by the way, he's Two-Face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that they were explicit enough about that. I'm not sure if you know that, that yet. Um, and so we move on again. And again. Bullock has found uh, the Russian that Hargrove mentioned. Yep. And that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, the uh, fish is planning. It's a revenge plot for Nikolai. Yeah. And, and um, Fish is behind it. Yeah, because then we see Fish and Butch meet with this guy. Um, and, uh, of course, you're like, oh, she's the one that wants to hit the, the hit on Falcone. Yeah. And uh, she gives them a truck, and she basically just sends them off on their way. So she's got somebody else doing her, her dirty work again. Of course. Which is appropriate, because she was going to have Nikolai do her, do her dirty right. work. And now she's just having yeah. the remains of his gang exactly. do it for her. It's not a bad plan. No. Um... And so then we go back to Wayne Manor, and bless little baby Bruce's heart, he's in the pool with his clothes on. Fully clothed. And at first it doesn't look good, but then he comes up and he checks the stopwatch, yeah, so he's, he's been, like, himself. training yeah. or some shit. Um, and Selena's, like, perching on a chair, and she's watching. She's doing that cat perch, which I've never seen a cat stand like that. No. <laughs> and I've observed many, many cats in my yes. lifetime. And um, so she's been watching, and... um. Which is just creepy. Bruce tells her that he's training and she mocks it. And he says that he's developing self-discipline and willpower. Ooh. You know, there, there goes his training into being a bat. Well, you know, as you do. And uh, so we go back to the GCPD and Ed is in his lab and he's being a dork. He's answering the trivia questions off the radio, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, we, finds out, we find out he knows the numbers of lots of things. Well, they're showing us here how smart he is. Mm-hmm. He really is. It's just he doesn't necessarily know how to channel it always the best yeah, way. Yeah, his social skills are 
what, nil. nine, non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he makes an experiment go boom, and he's just delighted he with it. boom. And um, so it turns out that the stuff that was stolen is only good for getting through iron. Because we jump from that scene straight to the next one. Yeah, with him telling, with him filling them in on, um, the team in on. Okay, but I have to point out. Okay. That Jim and Bullock are sitting on that desk. Mm-hmm. Right next to each other. I mean, they are <laughs> sitting so close. Of course you noticed that. Hmm. Of course you did. Um, and so it turns out that this, uh, it only goes through iron, which doesn't really make sense for modern vaults. Yeah, because I think he says it's been like a hundred years. Since just straight iron was used. Because they use steel now. Um, and coincidentally, the Gotham Armory was used for munition storage way back when. And apparently Harvey knew this little tidbit of, of information. Of course. And now that it's in private hands, and apparently private hands means Falcone owns it. Well, sure. Which, again, with the logic leaps. Well, you know, we got to get through the story. Yeah, eventually. you know. This whole show has been leaps. Yeah, it really has. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm dizzy sitting here. Seriously. And so we're back to Hargrove now, and he, <laughs> um, he's, he blows the vault for the Russians. It was pretty dramatic. And he makes a point of saying nobody else is going to get hurt. And it is chalk-ass full of money. Oh, yeah. And it looks like newly minted because it's in sheets almost. Yeah. It doesn't even look like it has wrappers on them. It's just printed very... I mean, it's... the plastic wrap. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it was just, like, fresh out of the the printing press. And so they load up the money, and they're at this dock entrance, and all of a sudden they're surrounded by cops. Yeah, at least they brought back up this time. This is true. It's not just, like, Jim and Harvey, like, well, we're just gonna go in and hope it works out. Yeah, that'd be bad. And uh, it turns out that there's a bomb in the truck. And this cell phone plays uh, the final countdown as its ringtone. Dun, dun, dun. And um, we see Butch watch from a knoll somewhere, and it's apparent that he caused the boom. <laughs> it's very golem like yeah. crouched down in those bushes. And crouched down, yeah. I totally did not see that coming. I didn't either. I totally should have. Yeah. Because he holds up the two phones, and on the rewatch, you're like, eh. Yeah. 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 I think the old phones distracted me. I just, I think the first time I watched it, I didn't even, it went by so fast that I didn't even see what he was holding. I wasn't yeah. paying attention. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, ah, oh, but just doing something weird. Yeah. Um, and so it becomes, yeah, it becomes very obvious that he's the one that caused the explosion. And we go back to Wayne Manor and Bruce and Selena are eating and they have the cutest. Breakfast is this like their third breakfast or something what? like that? I don't even and know. we have the cutest food fight moment. And I bet you can't hit me. Yeah, she'll let him kiss her if he can hit her. Oh my god, what is it about her with this kiss? I know. I, I think it's just... it's almost like it, like you said it's it's distraction. It's let's not talk about me. Do you want to kiss me? Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. And um and he can't hit her so he can't have a kiss. No. But it's Alfred fun. but Alfred comes in and sees him being a kid. Yes. And, and Alfred has some serious mixed feelings about this. Well, he immediately calls Jim and says it's okay if she stays because okay. she's a breath of fresh air. Apparently now. He's like, oh my God, Master Wayne can be a He's kid occasionally. He's laughing and smiling and having fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we go back to uh, Liza's place and she is greeted by Penguin when she comes home. He's waiting for her. Penguin's in control of the city. Nobody's figured it out yet. Yeah. And uh, he tells her that he knows that she's spying for fish. And he says that he'll stay quiet about it, and you'll keep working for uh, for fish, or he'll have her killed. And you have to tell me everything. Tell me everything fish says. Yes. And um, so we move back to the GCPD, 
and Dent visits Jim, and he tells Jim that Lovecraft was scared. And he's also go hung about it. Yeah, and he's like, he's like really excited about it, and I'm just like, oh, your terrible plan. Your plan is terrible. And um, I mean, how are they going to catch the Wayne Killer? This has nothing to do with. Yeah, and I kind of expected better of Jim because, like we've said. Dent has no grounds to none, connect these. None. Other than what the fuck they had professionally Thomas, which is the, which is didn't all, didn't get along with this guy. Which was Jim's entire focus is to to find these these Wayne killers, and he goes to, to find the real killers. Right. He goes to Harvey Dent to help him find the real killers, not necessarily. And all Dent cares about is this Lovecraft dude. Yeah. So uh, I just I kind of expected better of Jim, but then again, Jim's not that great of a cop. Yeah, sometimes. Um, and so Bullet comes in and he tells Jim that Hargrove is being moved to Arkham, along with all the other criminally insane inmates. Isn't that what Jim wanted? Yes. Didn't Jim want these criminally insane to be given to be given a location? But he's all like pissed off about it. Yeah. And um. I'm like, but that's what you, what? Yeah, because You're they, getting what you want. Why are you angry about it? And he does point out how old the place is. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but that's what you wanted. Because this was like the world's fastest renovation. Yeah, it was. I don't even not, know if they've, there's no, I, Yeah, it has not been long since, uh, since Arkham, I don't since know. the Arkham episode was announced there that this was going to happen. There were some gunshots that were recovered. That's true. <laughs> um, and so Hargrove uh, says that the truck bomb wasn't his. No. And that he doesn't know whose it was. Nope. And, of course, then we flash to Butch. Because <laughs> we're to... flashing around everywhere. Yes. And he returns back to Fish, and he says that all the Russians had to be killed, and that not none of it would trace I back to I do not her. know how that blast killed those people. I don't think... I think he had to play cleanup, honestly. He had to have gone in behind. But mm-hmm. it's not like uh, there were all those cops... To take these guys Right around custody. the corner. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because if Hargrove was as close to the bomb as he was, and he didn't die. No. He just got blown mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Whatever. So, I don't know. That's uh, bad. Maybe, bad. maybe uh, bad. Butch was, like, sitting with a sniper rifle. That's what he went to get when he went off screen. Yeah. But there's all those cops right there. <laughs> I know. Whatever. I, it makes no... Well, none of this episode makes sense. No, it doesn't. Um, And so, she says that she is only... Um, hurting Falcone and that she didn't care about the money. Everything's going according to plan. Yes. What plan? You have a plan? There's a plan? Which I thought the money wouldn't have hurt you because then you'd have a lot of money backing you up. Like, I know she's she's like one of Falcone's top money makers. It, yeah. But more money couldn't hurt. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. But she destroyed it rather than... But I don't think... The money was not her... Yeah. Her, her, her main objective, so... Um, and this is where we see the mayor. It's kind of like in Assassin's Creed when you're supposed to steal something from somebody, but you just go ahead and kill them anyway because it's yeah, easier. That's what I do. Yes, me too. Yeah. Um, and so we see the mayor make his big announcement about Arkham, and um, he pretty much recites what Jim says. Right. Verbatim. Basically. Yeah. Which has got to piss Jim off. Oh yeah. Piss me off. <laughs> and so uh, Jim tries calling Barb, and he leaves her a message, and. Uh, the problem is, is that she's with Montoya in bed. And... What the fuck? This is where I have a really... I mean, even... Barb is even more problematic than she's been in the past. Because she was leaving to get herself straightened out. Not to leave him, leave him. And she never makes a point of saying, like, we're broken up. And then all of a sudden, she's sleeping with Montoya. Yeah, she's in bed with somebody else. Yeah. I'm like, what? So, good job, Barb. Good job. But the thing is, is... 
Jim's not only being betrayed by Barb, but Montoya. Yeah, because now Montoya... Dishonesty. Yeah, now Montoya knows that he's not a dirty cop. Yeah. Like she was, you know... So she's going to become a dirty cop. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, And if we step back a minute, when they're talking about moving the inmates, they show them filing the inmates off the bus and and moving them into Arkham. Yeah. You see uh, Hargrove step off the bus, mm-hmm. and all I can think of, he's going into in there, and they're going to create a villain. Yeah, and I didn't get that, but now that I think about it, I got that, that's that what feeling. Arkham does. That's what Arkham is. Yeah. I do, well, a lot of prisons, people go in, and they Worse learn, than, learn more about yeah. They learn more about how to commit crimes in prison because they're surrounded by other criminals, and yeah. what are they going to talk about? Uh, but yeah, but Arkham's going to be their go-to place if they need... Yep. Uh, something if they need an episode the bad guy of the week they need a story of the week but that's all the comics ever did oh arkham is a revolving door in the canon oh sure and they need that yeah and something's got to be because yeah. there's so many villains in the gotham world yeah i mean we've got the there's the big ones you've got of course there's penguin there's joker there's riddler there's scarecrow Two-Face. There's Az, there's uh, two-face there's poison ivy poison ivy harley quinn <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean and Harley. the executioner there's uh, electrocutioner electrocutioner sorry there's probably an executioner there's too. Uh, amygdala there's i mean we could just go on and they all go in and out of arkham yeah constantly yeah like there are special rooms uh the uh, not the ice man mr freeze mr freeze yep ice man i don't know what that that's oh, i kind of don't want to see i kind of don't want to see mr freeze because i'm afraid it'll be super cheesy you're getting tim burton flashbacks yep no that wasn't I'll even be tim back burton oh wait that, that was... was the joel schumacher versions. oh yeah tim burton was like high art compared to joel schumacher it's true that's so true. Yeah, I'm having Arnold yeah, flashbacks. I don't I don't I'm I'm really hoping they don't go there. Yeah. Oh they they have already made the Mr. Freeze reference. Yes. Stay, Stay frosty. frosty. Yeah. Episodes ago. Oh my god, I'm so glad this episode is over. It it was painful. It was terribly painful. And I really am disappointed with what we got of Harvey Dent because I was they made him look like a complete yeah. dumb shit. They did. I'm like, well you're gonna be a horrible supervillain. Isn't he? Because you have, like, no judgment. And I don't care about him. No. I Yeah, I get zero uh, warm fuzzies from him. I don't no give empathy. a shit about him. No empathy. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just really tires me out. Now I'm like, oh, now there's another tiring character running around that every time he's going to be an episode, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. this fucker again. Well, he's another go-to for stories. Yeah. I mean, I, and when you're talking about cop procedural movies, movies shows, uh, you need a DA. You gotta have to, you gotta have to have a lawyer. They gotta try the cases, I guess. But, and you know, one thing that killed me though, is that Montoya and Allen, who through everything are honest to a fault. He doesn't, Harvey Dent. Until it comes to Barb. Yeah. Harvey Dent does not seem particularly honest to me. No. He seems like he's ambitious and he's... He's ambition driven. And he's willing to go against the system if he thinks it'll get him a leg up. That does not mean honest. And he doesn't care who he puts. No. And he's got this personal vendetta against Lovecraft anyway. Yeah. Which is just retarded, so I don't even know. I just... I didn't I didn't care for this. I just want to move on. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I was so excited because I was like, oh, we get a Barb-free episode and there she and is fucking stuff yeah, up at the end. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. We got so close. We did. But at least she's not in her terrible apartment. That's true. 
but nobody else is either so yeah that's true so yeah because jim doesn't live there apparently it's very weird well they mention it in like the 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 canon in the pilot the canon the pilot you know (laughs) whatever uh when you you practically live here anyway she mentioned that i thought this was so weird because she makes a point of leaving her apartment she passed what did she leave it's her place yeah that I didn't make it. Know. It's barb logic. I, I don't even It's know. crazy barb logic. I guess. So. It's insane. Yeah. I just don't like her. So, and I would like to take this opportunity to put a call out for our Barbara Keen challenge. Which is yet to be met. Which is yet to be met. If you can, um, it's, pro- it's probably best to email us. Unless you can do it in 140 characters. Yes, because that's an extra challenge. Which would be impressive. Um, if you can, tell us why you don't think Barbara Keen is a terrible terrible character in person we and will how, be very yeah if you, and why you like her yeah if you if you can give us any any decent basis that that this is a good character and that she's well written what please because i would love us. to know if other people think that she's not horrible because we if you both, can defend this character at all yes give I would us some love reason to, to like this character because i cannot stand her i yawn every time she's on the screen i'm like oh my god yeah get her off the freaking screen and yeah. if you can do it in 140 characters on twitter we will buy you a sandwich. We'll buy you a sandwich and a sweater. That's right. Because that's... It's the Penguin Special. That's the Penguin Special on the Twitter challenge. But <laughs> uh, in order to, to do that, uh, you would need to tag us at Random Casts yes. on Twitter. And uh, while you're there, you can follow us and find out when all of our podcasts are released. Or if you feel that you need to be more verbose about your love for Barbara Keen. Or not even your love, you're just not if hatred. You wanna, if you want to, you know, hey, talk, we're, we're here for it, yeah, too. So. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. We'll take it. Um, you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr, which is not too consistent with actually getting them out through, but, you, you know, can hey, try. we're there. It's uh, <laughs> randomtpodcasts.tumblr.com. Um, if you have any thoughts about this episode or the show or anything if there's an easter egg we missed um let us know you just want to say hi we're, we're down for we're that cool too. with that um please just give us some feedback please <laughs> pretty please uh and you can also find us on our website randomtpodcasts.com yep all of our pertinent links are on there and to, all of our other shows to all our social media to all of our other shows our other shows which would be uh <laughs> we've got sleepy hollow yep uh, we've got the MCU movies, which has its own thread. Then there's the random movies, which are just, you know, whatever we feel like watching and talking about at the time. Uh, if you have suggestions, let us know. Yes. What else do we have? We have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming up. We're going to pick up season three in the fall. Um, we're going to pick up, uh, we're going to do season one of Agent Carter before season two airs next January. So those are, those are coming, well, Carter's coming relatively soon. Soon, quote. Yeah, quote unquote. Uh, so yeah, that's it for now. That, is that the pimping? I think the pimping is we over. We have pimped. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.